This episode of Spawned is brought to you by The Great Courses Plus. This fantastic video subscription turns screen time into educational time, offering unlimited courses on all kinds of topics, from science and history to music and art, pretty much everything in between. You should see how incredible the instructors are. We're talking Neil deGrasse Tyson. Come on. And we have a special offer just for Spawned listeners. Get a free month trial of The Great Courses Plus when you log on to thegreatcoursesplus.com and get 50% off for the following two months for just $9.99 each month using the promo code COOLMOM. That's all one word. It's a great way to keep kids or you learning over the summer. So greatcoursesplus.com using promo code COOLMOM. Hello, and welcome to Spawned, a common sense and hopefully fun discussion on parenting and parenting culture. Hey, I'm Liz Gumbiner. I'm the co-founder of CoolMomPicks.com, and Kristen is away. She's taking a little family vacation time, but fear not, you won't be stuck with just me. I am joined again by Cool Mommy, it's food editor, Stacey Bellis, who we love. Hi. Yay, Stacey. And here's the crazy thing, you guys. She actually knows about more than food, even though she's our food editor. I do. I know. It's true. So I'm so glad you're joining us. Since today, we're going to be talking about something that's near and dear to both of our hearts and uh, freaking us out a little bit. Tips for surviving sleepaway camp. I'm so excited for this conversation because I'm sending my 10-year-old for the first time. Yes. And so, by the way, for our listeners, this is tips for you surviving. Your kids will be fine. (laughs) (laughs) Totally. And of course, we'll close out our show with Cool Picks of the Week. So, Stacey, tell me more. So, your your 10-year-old's going for the first time? Yeah. Now, this is fun because I get to be kind of like the been there, done that mom. Yeah, you are. kind of like the first time camp mom. So, we've got both sides covered. Help me, Liz. So, tell me what you were, tell me what happened? Like, why did you decide this year? Well, you know, it's funny because I didn't go to sleepaway camp and neither did my husband. And so I think a lot of people who've never gone themselves don't make this decision for their kids. But you know that I have this nerdy background in education and I just feel like it's a really good thing. And most of my friends who have gone or have sent their kids already say that it's this life-changing, amazing experience. The most fun they've ever had. Yeah, it's it's definitely regional and it's cultural. And I'll tell you kind of a funny story. When my ex and I were splitting up, working out the custody agreement, it kind of goes without saying in New York City that when lawyers are putting together the agreement, <laughs> you know, they split up the summer vacation time yep. aside from the camp time. <laughs> so oh, that, I know, isn't that funny? That is. So I'm sure a lot of our listeners are like, eh, we don't need camp. But if you live in New York City, yeah, camp. It's like a big <laughs> thing. And I grew up in New Jersey, so it was the same thing. It was a really big thing. The funny thing is that I refused to go. When you were a kid? How come? I don't know. You know, I didn't like, and this is funny because you're my boss, but I didn't like people telling me what to do and when to do it. (laughs) (laughs) You're not a joiner. Well, now I think I'm more of one, but it was like, this is my summer. I wasn't into sports and I think I associated camp with sports and stuff. I don't know. I was into crafts, but like, I just wanted to kind of watch TV and make lanyards on my own. (laughs) Well, you're lucky you had a parent that could do that. I mean, my I had working parents, so it wasn't even really an option. But I really wanted to go to camp. It was my grandma. I spent the summers with my grandma. Oh, you did? <laughs> oh, no. That's sweet. I did that once, too. You know, when I was a kid, I went to a gymnastics camp for four years. I was super into it. <laughs> Were you really? I had no idea. Yeah, 
Yeah, I wasn't good, but I really liked the camp. Can you still flip? <laughs> it was out in Sag Harbor. It was oh, really Sag fun. Harbor. Yeah. It Listeners, was... that's fancy. That's no, no, no. Hampton. It was not fancy camp. We were like in really rustic bunks <laughs> at the base of this monastery. And all I remember is the beach was like completely rocks and jellyfish. Like if it wasn't a rock, it was a jellyfish. <laughs> and then I went to um, what I will delicately refer to as princess camp with a lot of girls from Long Island up in New Hampshire. And Jersey too, yes. I'm sure. And, they, and it was crazy because I was like 14 the first time I went. I guess I was just out of eighth grade and out of ninth grade, the two years I went. And the other kids there had been going for years. So I remember going there like, yeah, I'm going to make lots of friends. And I had this like crazy mean girl experience, which I've talked Aww, about before. so sad. But the funniest part was they're like, oh, you're going to take tennis lessons. I'm like, great, I get to learn tennis. I'm in eighth grade. That'll be so fun. The other girls in the bunk were like, what do you mean you don't know how to play tennis? Like they all had tennis courts oh, in their no. backyard. I'm like, I'm like the poor a kid who had to like rent a tennis racket. For the summer. Oh. <laughs> but you well, know what? No. I, I'm still friends with some of those kids today. And so I was really excited when my kids told me they wanted to go to sleepaway camp. I hear that and all I'm the like time. reliving it through them. Well, <laughs> it's funny that you mentioned this whole thing about it being regional and like the New York City kid thing. Yeah. When I was interviewing camp directors, I actually asked for the breakdown of where the kids were from because yeah. I didn't want my kid to be with all New York City kids. I think that's And great. I didn't want him to be with any kids from his school either. So it's like a whole brand new experience. So listen, so what made you know when your 10-year-old was ready for sleepaway camp? Um, I had been kind of planting the seed for a long time. And he was like, no, never. I will never leave you. I'm never going to sleep Aww. with you. It sounds horrible. And then this winter, he was like, maybe. And I knew that was my open door because, you know, you know, your kid, like that's how he operates. Right. As soon as he like gives a little bit, then he's sort of playing with the idea himself. And I kind of took the opportunity to sign him up. And I thought I was so ready for it. And I'm definitely the one who doesn't feel ready today because we're driving <laughs> him up on Sunday. Well, you are like a lot of parents and a lot of our Ooh. listeners, whether they have kids in camp now or they've got babies and they're like dreading the day one day or excited for the day. <laughs> but you know, it's interesting that you said you interviewed directors because I was so type B. Now, I remember as a kid, like the director would come to your house with like a little slide presentation and like pitch you. We had that. Yeah. They still do that. Yeah, they do still do that. But my yeah. kids were in third grade and first grade and my third grader at the time had a friend whose grandmother had gone to this really sweet all girls camp that's been around for like a hundred years mm -hmm. and she said she was gonna go and we were like oh that sounds good <laughs> <It was> done. <laughs> and I looked at the website I went yeah this looks good and then there was like kind of a little visiting day in you know March or April or something so you could just check it out to be sure and both my kids said yeah we like this so awesome. I, that was it we just visited the campus they liked it and so we went but we did not interview any directors I totally <laughs> took a different approach because I think I was anxious <laughs> that was a way of me working out my anxiety no it's I smart did of research and interviewed so many camp directors. And we had three of those presentations at our house. Wow. By the end, Isaac was like, oh my God, just pick a camp. We did that. You know, I still have this memory of us having the different people come to our house when I was a kid. Yeah. And there was one that was in the Poconos. And I still remember my dad being like, no, as soon as the guy left. And I was like, why not? He goes, Liz, it was like boys and girls walking two by two under these like honeymoon arches. He was like, no. Oh, no. <laughs> I didn't even know what he meant at the time. But I was like, okay. Creepy. He's like, you're going to a girls camp. But I love that you interviewed them because I think I that, that helps alleviate a lot of the stress for parents is knowing who's going to be taking care of your kids' well-being while you're not around for a week or four weeks or six weeks. It's true. I definitely, there was this arc to my research where I interviewed a few people and I was like, I am so on top of this. And then by the fifth or sixth interview, I was like, oh my God, everything's bleeding together. This is terrible. 
And one of my last interviews was with the woman who leads up the camp that we're going to. Mm -hmm. And it was just like, I immediately knew that I trusted her, that I loved the way she thought about camp. That's great. And it just clicked. So I do feel like you have to go with your gut. No, I totally agree. And you know what? I'm being like a little facetious. Like, even though I was very type B about picking the camp, when we went to visit the campus, I really liked the director. I liked the counselors. They were really on top of stuff. I just like, they were very laid back. And I didn't want my kids going to like uber competitive, like you will work camp. <laughs> yeah. So I just liked them and trusted them and I felt good about I it. I do feel like one of the things, like what is the main thing that your girls do at their camp? Like, is it more theater? Cause I know you have theater kids. Well, interestingly, we're making a change this year. So oh. after three years, my youngest Sage, she still wants to go back to this camp. So it's her fourth year and she's only just turned 10. So she's going to be like that kid who's the senior camper in a yeah, few years who's been awesome. going there for like 400 years and knows everything. She's adorable. She does not like change. She is adorable. So it's like hangout camp for her. You know, she just gets to hang out, be by herself. She's really proud that she makes her bed and has chores and she tries new Aww, foods. And she independent. It's a lot of swimming. It's a lot of like kind of guided free time. It's very much almost like a Girl Scout camp. Yep. It's, it's very much around friendship, community, girls supporting each other, swimming, archery, horseback riding, but it's very low key. My older daughter, on the other hand, decided that this year she wanted to switch camps because she She's so into performance. She really wanted to go to a performing arts camp. Nice. So we found a great performing arts camp for her for three weeks. That's all about theater, dance, and circus, and whatever you want to take. But the thing I really liked is they're not just like in a cold, dark auditorium all summer. Yep. <laughs> it's on a lake and they also have sports and water skiing and rock climbing and zip lining, so she can get kind of the camp experience plus the theater experience. I think that's so important. So Isaac is super into sports and a super hyper competitive person. And when I started researching sports camps, I realized that there were these sports camps that were like all about like training you for the team next they're year. Competitive. Yeah, yeah. They're competitive. Like yeah. Hard. Yeah. They have tennis camps that are like you are yeah. working out eight hours a day. No. No joke. And I just decided that, you know, he was too young for that. Mm-hmm. And even though I wanted him to do sports a lot of the time, because that's what makes him happy. And also he is pretty serious about trying out for the basketball team next year. I also wanted him to have other opportunities and, you know, to just read and be in the lake. Yeah. And, you know, try his hand at crafts, even though I know he's going to hate it. <laughs> And that was a really big consideration for it's me. It's great. And I, I will say, here's the one thing that's really special. I think, you know, for parents who are nervous about sending their kids to camp, when my kids came back the first year, I was blown away at how much they grew up. And that was just one kid going for a week, the other going for two weeks. Oh my God, that makes they me They came scared. back and they wanted to like make their beds. They were like, oh my God. we tried spaghetti with sauce, mom. <laughs> like, oh. The peer pressure really helps with the food stuff, by the way, Stacey. Uh, well, my kid will be the one peer pressuring, as you know. Yeah, he'll be <laughs> Like, eat the calamari, kids. He's like, yeah, kale is good for you, don't you He's know? like, what's this mushroom? Let's pick it and eat it. <laughs> Talk to him about that before you go. Shiitake. Yes, you're right. I should. Or berries. He'll be foraging for ram. <laughs> so my kids came back very responsible and independent. And when I'm sending off my seven-year-old, who's like kind of in space sometimes, knowing that I had to really make sure she knew how to get all the soap out of her hair when she was washing her hair or letting them know really yep. like, when you're washing your bodies by yourself, this is what you do. And this is how you put back the toothpaste so it doesn't get all goopy on the top. And first of all, you realize how much you do for them. Yeah. 
yeah, totally. their care, how much you tell them, how much you guide them. And you, you also realize how much you're going to have to teach them to handle things when they're on their own because you don't want the counselor handling it. And you know what else you realize? Yeah. You realize that all the complaining you do, that you're sort of invested in doing a lot of that stuff for them. Like I'm hearing this and I'm excited for Isaac to come back independent. But there is a little part of me that's a little sad about it. Well, isn't that the story of parenting, right? Our kids grow up and we're like, yay. Oh, no. Wait. Totally. (laughs) Totally. So I have a funny story because I was crying last night just a little bit. And my husband was like, you know, do you remember that we co-slept with Isaac for three months? I was like, yes, of course I do. You got away with just three months? I'm jealous. Yeah. Well, well, listen, because I was pretty hardcore about it. At the beginning of the fourth month, I was like, okay, I'm going to start training him. And I put him in a bassinet next to my bed with my arm hanging down so that I could have my hand on his chest. The first night I put him in the bassinet next to my bed, I cried. And Mike was like, you know, this is the same Thing. Like, this is you putting him in the bassinet and letting him go a little. I was like, I so know, camp is like is the so arms reach co sleeper of your child's preteen. It totally is. <laughs> At least for me, it is. I think that's really sweet. I mean, I remember one of the toughest things for Sage when she went was she picked a top bunk. And then when I came to pick her up after a week, she was in the bottom bunk. And I said, Why did you switch? And she said, Well, I couldn't get up and down by myself. <laughs> and the counselors had to help me. So after a day, they said, Maybe you should switch to a bottom bunk. Like, that's how that little she was. Now she's so proud that she can like get up on the top bunk by herself. So is she now feeling cool about going to camp without her big sister? You know, look, I would not normally recommend that you send a out of first grader to sleepboy camp unless you know your kid really well. Yep. That they're really independent, really into the adventure. And for us, because she had her big sister with her and she had the other friend from school, I think that took away, you know, my anxiety, if not hers. Yeah. So I think it's kind of nice. I mean, a lot of people send siblings together to camp. It's also very convenient, let me tell you. As someone this year, we're going to have all four girls with us this summer and four completely different camps and camp schedules. Oh my gosh. I know. But my youngest one still goes with John's oldest. So they're in camp together, which is really nice. So they can look out for each other. So I think there's something to be said for that. But this year, I think it's also great, you know, because my girls are close in age, just like you have two boys kind of close in age. And sometimes they get lumped in with each other's friends and play dates. And I'm excited that they can separate a bit and have their own experiences. I think that's good for them. Yeah. You know, I've already started thinking about it because my little one is seven and a half. He's not quite ready to go to camp yet. Uh Uh-oh. I think I feel him trying to get into my little recording area too as I speak. He hears his name. Um, oh no, it's Isaac. Oh, Isaac. It's my camper. D- does he want to tell us how he feels about camp? Yeah, do you want to tell us how you feel about camp, Isaac? Are you excited? Sorta. How do you feel about it? What's it what are you excited about? Uh all the sports. What's the sport you're looking forward to most? Basketball. Oh, awesome. <laughs> so when you get back, do you think you're gonna be like three pointer guy? What's your do you have a goal? No. Just to play and get away from your mom for a week? Yeah. (laughs) How do you feel about the food? Uh, it's, that's exciting too. Do you think it will be better than my food? I don't know. <laughs> Never. Nothing's better than your mom's food is the right answer. Nothing. I'm getting him off the phone right oh, now. I just want to know if there's anything he's nervous about or anxious about. Is there anything that you feel nervous about? Um, well, staying away for three and a half weeks. Yeah. But do you have a visiting day? Yeah. We have one near the end. So it's good to know that your mom and dad will be able to come visit you partway through. Yeah. Can I give you a tip, Isaac? When I sent Sage and Thalia to sleepaway camp, 
when I came to pick up Sage the first time after sleepaway camp, I was so nervous because it was her first time too. And I picked her up and she burst into tears. She was just crying. And I said, oh, Sage, I'm here now. I'm here. And she said, I'm not crying because I missed you. I'm crying because I don't want to go home. <laughs> so maybe you'll feel that way too. Maybe. That's what I hope. Well, good luck, Isaac. Maybe he'll come back and tell us about it when he's done. That would be awesome. It would be really awesome. Yeah. So, Stacey, maybe we should talk about survival tips for, like, helping you get through the camp experience, like some kind of tips that I've learned over the past few years that might help parents for this first time. Yeah, tell me. Let me make sure if I got them all. <laughs> sure. So, first of all, you know how the camp tells you to label everything? Yes. And that's, like, the biggest pain in the ass in the entire world? Yes, it's terrible. Yeah. It took forever. Well, label everything. <laughs> Like, really do it. You'll still lose stuff, but you'll come back with, like, one sock, and you'll come back with, like, an extra-large T-shirt that looks like it would fit your kid in six years, and you're like, whose is this? Like, it's so crazy. Like, stuff just gets lost. Like, it gets lost in our own home. So imagine when your kids are responsible for their own stuff in a camp with, like, 100 other kids. Yeah, I can't even imagine. Honestly, the Mabel's Labels packs, those are the best. You get, like, the big packs, and it comes with shoe labels, and it comes with, like, the tiny tags that you can just stick straight straight onto the label in any garment, or you can just like label the shampoo with it and stuff. You can obviously use Sharpies for things that are disposable, but use those labels. It just makes things so much easier. I, I promise you listeners, spend the money, get the labels. <laughs> yeah, I got those labels too. And it was so much easier and it's already a laborious task. Now I have a question for you. Yeah. Everything that you've labeled for camp, mm -hmm. when it comes home, do you just set it aside for next year? Because I've heard that too. Yeah, that's a good tip for if you're ready to go the second year. We, look, we're in a New York City apartment that's small, as you know. And so we have some storage space down in the basement and we keep the trunks down there. So we have like their sleeping bags, like canteens, certain things that we know they won't be using all year. We keep them in the trunks so that we have access to them. But, you know, they're like shorts and white T-shirts. Most of their stuff they still use. It's not like only for camp. So we, we blend it in and then do our best to try to find it the next summer. Yep, totally. The other thing, here's a really good tip. Like as Isaac was saying, he's going to miss you and you're going to miss him. And one of the best things you can do is get your kids some really special stationery. Let them pick it out, whether it's postcards, if you think they're not long writers or stationery, you can get it personalized with their name, whatever is going to get them excited to write. Usually a camp is going to make them write. Like every day they'll have some rest period where they're like, you have to write once a week to your parents. That's what we heard. Does that really happen? They will. They'll make them do it. And like, okay, so I get these like long, incredible letters from Thalia that are like, I miss you so much. Here are the things I did. I got this award. I was in this thing. I made these three friends. Here are their middle names. Here's where they were born. And then from Stage, I get like, hi, mom, camp's good. Bye. <laughs> That's what I'm expecting. <laughs> totally. like she doesn't even finish the sentence. She's like, I have to go. Totally. <laughs> And, you know, I got postcards. I got funny cat postcards. Oh, that's great. That are hilarious. So it'll make them more excited to fill them out. Exactly. But here's the best tip, Stacey. Put the stamps on the postcards or on the envelopes and pre-address the envelopes for them with the names of all the people you want them to write to. So if it's grandparents, parents, cousins, siblings, put them all on the envelopes and they don't have to worry about that. And then also they can look and see the envelope and be like, oh, grandma or pop pop or whoever and they like know that they should write to that person yay really i helpful. did that yay One awesome camp mom. for me <laughs> <laughs>
Okay, so let's talk about um, ticks. This is a really big one for me. Yeah. So our younger son, Oliver, was actually treated for Lyme when he was three and a half. Uh. So I'm just very aware of it. It's supposed to be bad this summer. Um, I think on Cool Pot Picks, we did an awesome, super helpful post. We did. On tick repellent. So yeah. um, if you go to Cool Mom Picks and just search ticks, you'll find it. It's the essential guide to the best safe tick repellents for kids. Kate did an incredible post this spring. It's really well researched about what ingredients to look for, what to avoid, how much DEET you should have. It's really excellent. And it incorporates the EWG recommendations as well. And, you know, what's natural and what's not. DEET is mainly for mosquitoes. It really doesn't ward off ticks. So they're kind of two different things. So we also have a post on the best bug sprays that will help take care of the Zika virus and ward off those kinds of mosquitoes. But for repelling ticks, we have like very specific products, what to use, how to apply them. The best one is it's Sawyer's Fisherman's Formula. Yep. You can get it on Amazon. It's like not that expensive. It's ranked really high by the EWG. It's safe. It's good. It's a lotion. It's pretty easy to apply. Yeah, they have one that's already pre-mixed, mm-hmm. or you can just get the concentrate that I bought in a big gallon and mixed with water. And there's a formula online for what to do. And I actually fully dipped all of Isaac's clothes. Yeah. Now that's something you can do. Yep. It's it's called permethrin. Yep. That's right. And there are products that specifically allow you to treat the clothing instead of putting stuff on the kids. You can also buy permethrin treated clothing. So we have all yep. the information about that, but they're very the specific instructions. So make sure you follow them so that your kids are not like breathing it in or wearing the clothes too early. I know that Stacey, you are a good direction follower. Yes, it's true. I had a mask on and everything, rubber gloves in the backyard. (laughs) It's the whole thing. I have to tell you though, it's a really time consuming process. So plan ahead. It seems so easy. Just dip your clothes and hang dry and then set it with the dryer. And it took like a full 36 hours of work. Well, that's why I like the lotions. You got to make sure your kids are really like work with them the same way you do with sunblock. Make sure they really know how to put it on. That's right. But also to like know that counselors are there for that. That's what they do. You can talk to the counselor on job update and be like, make sure they put on the sunblock and the tick spray and whatever correctly. And they're all over it. So just know your kids are not going to be like fending for themselves in the woods. Yeah, totally. And also, you know, there's emotional aspect to this that I didn't really predict predict that my anxiety about ticks kind of bled over into my kids. I didn't really realize it until my little one was like, I'm a little bit nervous about summer because of ticks. So just, I think, you know, these posts that we do on Cool Mom Picks are so helpful because we've done all the research, the information is there and you just do the best that you can. I mean, our pediatrician said it to Isaac because we actually had to pick a tick off of him this week Mm. from last Ah. weekend. And she was like, you know, this is just the reality of living in this part of the country now. Like you have to know what to do, do it. And then go outside and play and have fun and yeah, don't think about it. I, th- I agree. I don't think it should get in the way of having like the best time. It just yep. is part of life. You check for dicks at the end of the day. That's right. So listen, here's a question I have for you because you'll be the expert on this. What about parents who have kids with food allergies who are going to camp? Yeah. So we just did a post on Cool Mom Eats about this because Georgette, one of our writers, has a daughter with a peanut allergy that's very serious. Yeah. And she's such a helpful resource. Yes. And I was talking to her about camp and I was like, oh, do you, like it never occurred to me like do you are you worried about it 
you know, there are some camps that have very strict food policies, and I think more and more they do in general, the same way that schools do. But Georgette shared some really great tips. And it's kind of like the tick thing, honestly. It's information, making sure your kid knows what to do, speaking to the camp director, and kind of aligning yourself with camp and making sure that their policies and the way that they handle food and food packages coming in is, you know, safe for your kid. But can't let it stop you. Yeah, unlike schools, camps generally are not peanut-free. So what they'll do from most of what I found from talking to people is they'll have a separate table that's a peanut-free table, you know, like on one side of the the mess hall. But it's not like schools where they'll just completely block it. So you do have to really talk to the counselors and find out what the rules are for food in the bunks if your kids are severely allergic versus just, you know, they can't eat it or they can't even be exposed to it in the air. So I think... Just like with anything, you have to kind of look out for it and use your judgment about how much the camp is going to take it seriously. What are their policies? And, you know, will they respect your needs? Absolutely. And making sure your kid knows how to handle themselves, too, and how to use their EpiPen. Because the counselors are fantastic and well-trained, of course. But they're also young, too. So Mm -hmm. your kid has to be aware and, you know, know how to take care of themselves. And speaking of EpiPens, because I'm glad you brought that up, what's amazing for those of you who haven't yet sent kids to camp, they have the most extensive medical forms for camps. It's unbelievable. (laughs) Like if you're going to send your kid with prescription medicine, you have to check it in with the nurse on the first day. You have to check off what it is. You have to have slips for it. Um, In most camps, the nurse, the camp nurse will hold onto the prescriptions for you and administer it to the kids. Like our kids are not even... Even allowed to put on like their own aquaphor. That's funny. <laughs> Everything is in the hands of the nurse. If they need Pepto-Bismol, if they need Tums, they do not want the kids taking medicine. So camps are really good about that. And especially with things like EpiPens, they are on it. So I'm, I'm very impressed with all of the camps I've talked to and that my friends have sent their kids to in terms of how they handle kids in medicine. Yeah. And actually, we're going to find out because it turns out that Isaac has strep. We just found out this morning. Oh, no. <laughs> so we're going to be sending him to camp with medicine. <laughs> And I already emailed oh, them. Well, he'll be done with strap. He won't be contagious. Yes. No, he'll be fine. We have 24 hours. Oh, God. Brutal. But the other thing about food allergies really quick, because it relates to something else that's a really big part of camp, is care packages. Yes. And I think it's really important. Our camp actually just announced, and I don't know, we're new, so maybe they've had this policy for a while. Mm -hmm. No food care packages. We're not allowed to send them snacks. You know, that's most camps, is they'll say either no snacks or just no sweets. I was surprised. My daughter's camp, which is, you know, the really chill hangout camp for girls. Yeah. All candy. (laughs) Like on the first year we went there, like we gave them some smart food and whatever. We went in, there's like Twizzlers and crap all over the beds. We were like, wow, candy camp. Um, I think at my older daughter's camp, it's not, no food. So um, they have like a canteen. So they basically want to monetize your children instead of, (laughs) you send the Oreos to them. But you know, the care packages are great because they're not just for your kids. They're really for you. Like I found as a kind of survival tip with both my kids away for the first time, like just having this thing on my mind that I'm going to put energy into, like, oh, I'm going to put together yeah. a care package. Like everywhere I went, I was like, oh, this is cute stationery, or these are great stickers, or this would be a fun game for the bunk. Like it was really an enjoyable thing Aww. that helped keep the kids on my mind. And just the the thought of them getting care packages. Plus now with like FedEx, they can get it the next day. Like they forget something, they lose something, you get it to them right away. It's not like the old days where you had to wait three weeks. These kids have the life, man. I know. It's pretty <laughs> it's easy. So awesome. And our camp, by the way, there is no electronic devices and no phone 
calls uh, at all. Two. Which I like. I like I, I mean, some it. camps have this like kind of fancy pants uh websites where you can like log on each day and see pictures of your kid uploaded by bunk. And it's really sweet to see that your kids are having a good time. But uh yeah, ours is like no contact, see ya on parents' day. And yeah, in a way, same it's kind of good to just kind of cut the cord and separate. <laughs> also, I cannot tell you how excited I am for my kids to not have any video games at all. Yeah. He can't even bring his Kindle, actually. They want no screens. So it's all paper books. We just pack tons of Yeah, books. same. They can't even bring digital cameras. They have to bring uh, like yeah. disposable cameras or yes. in- Instax, by the way, the Instax film, the like little Polaroid oh, type cameras. Oh, great. Those yeah, are that's great, great to send kids off with because then they can take pictures of their friends and it's not digital. Hopefully they won't lose I it. I love it. In fact, we have a really good post on Cool Mom Picks. We'll link it up, but it's about kind of sleepaway camp essentials that'll help kids like not be homesick or help them get used to their first time. And there's everything from printable postcards to um, we talk about the insects film. We talk about journals and sketchbooks. The other thing is it's really nice to send kids stuff that they can do with the whole bunk. In fact, our camp requires it. Like make sure yeah, there's enough for the whole idea. bunk. So we're always sending them things like Mad Libs or games that let everybody play like apples to apples or I cards. Love that. One of my daughter's favorite things was this whole book of tear out like those cootie catchers, the fortune oh, teller yeah, yeah, things. Yeah. And yeah, so yeah, every yeah. kid was like making them or any kind of craft kit or lanyard yarn so that all the kids can do it together. It also helps a new camper bond with the camp because everyone wants to hang out with the kid with the cool care package, to be yeah. honest. <laughs> yeah. And you know what? That's what it's all about. It's all about making new friends and hanging out and connecting with other kids. Yeah. And competing in basketball. Exactly. Learning basketball. <laughs> your the other thing that some parents do is they like tuck in special notes throughout their luggage so kids can find it if they're nervous oh, the first year. Or you can even make like a little photo shoot. book of home. You you know, like a lot oh like through chat books or something like that, or recently, or just like put a few, you know, pictures together, old fashioned style in an old and like a little thing. We should have had this conversation two weeks ago. When well, why didn't you call off. me? <laughs> but you know what? You can do it now and you can send it in a care right, package too. So anyway, we have really great ideas on the site that will help your kids. And really, as a parent, they will help you too. I promise. I know, because that's really the biggest thing, isn't it? I mean, I think I'm the one having the biggest emotional reaction and I cannot, it's wait till I see my husband on Sunday. I'm an anticipator. So I'm going through all of my emotions now. And then on Sunday, it'll be hard, but I'll, you know, I'll tear up. I'll say goodbye and, you know, move on because I have a little one at home. But I know that Mike is going to be a wreck on Sunday. You know what you'll find, though? (laughs) Good camps are really good at, like, getting the kids and going, bye, and ushering you out of there fast. I know. They don't want long goodbyes. They They don't want you sticking along. They don't want the kids, like, having time to get emotional. They'll be like, got them, bye, bye. And they're, like, walking you to your car really fast. (laughs) So you're, like, barely waving goodbye to your kids. And the truth is, if counselors are great, they've already got your kids, like, active and involved and running around before you've even left. So they'll barely even notice. So you'll be in good shape. So everyone should look at the Cool Mom Eats Instagram account and then I'll hopefully <laughs> I'll be hopefully I'll be Instagramming like a great lunch in Portland, Maine because they've sent me off and I need to distract myself. <laughs> Maybe we should do a post on waterproof mascaras for parents. <laughs> That's a really the idea. Time. And then here's just one more thing I want to add, which is prepare for like the aftermath when you bring them home from camp because there's a period of readjustment where kids are used to having a particular schedule. They're used to having friends all the time. They may be even used to like a more regimented schedule than you give them. So sometimes there's like a little, you know, kind of 
reimmersion period where it's tough to kind of get used to being back on mom and dad's schedule again. Yeah. There was something really funny my kids did when they came home. So Sage loved so much waking up to Reveille and going to sleep <laughs> to taps <laughs> that I had to download them on my iPhone. Oh and for like weeks after, I would have to come into her bedroom in the morning and play do, 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 to like wake her up in the morning. And she got Did she so excited. Salute you when she, she woke loved up? it. She was like, "Time for setups," and she'd like do jumping jocks or whatever it is they normally oh my do gosh, at the that's camp. Hilarious. It was hilarious. And then she wanted me to play taps like on a bugle, not me personally, but through my phone. <laughs> I was <gonna> say. <laughs> my neighbors would be like, "You're out." <laughs> I've also heard that some kids come home a little bit under the weather because they've been up late and they've been running around. So I've been told to just kind of be aware that he may need a few days just to kind of regroup and feel better. And Definitely. Rest Do up. not plan like your big family trip because you missed your kids the day after camp. They're going to need like, a little chill time. Plus, <laughs> really? they're going to want to catch up with those after. screens. That's for sure. <laughs> I missed you, Minecraft. <laughs> so listen, Stacey, you're going to stick around for Cool Picks of the Week, right? Yes, definitely. Awesome. So we'll be back right after this. I'm so happy to welcome our awesome sponsor, The Great Courses Plus. Stacey, do you know about these guys? I, well, I know about them through Cool Mom, and it's so cool. I have it to is. say, I had no idea. It is definitely a Cool Mom pick. So basically, it's video courses. You can stream from any device, anywhere you are, because, you know, kids and devices. So your kids can do it, but they're also good for you. And they offer unlimited courses on everything like science with Neil deGrasse Tyson. How cool is that? I saw that one. I already have it in one of my tabs open, ready to go. I know. And we found like the fundamentals of photography with a National Geographic award-winning photographer. We even found an Alexander Hamilton course. Like what kid wouldn't want to do that? That's amazing. There's modern acting techniques. I mean, there's really courses for everything and they're amazing. And especially like with the summer slide and wanting to keep screen time a little more educational over the summer. I think it's such a cool idea. And I have to say, there's the summer slide for kids, but there's, I don't know, can I call it the motherhood slide? Our brains go soft too. In ages. <laughs> this is so perfect for me. Yeah, honestly. Plus, you know, you can learn a language, you can start yoga, you can brush up on your chest skills. There's just tons of ideas at Great Courses Plus. And what's really cool is they've got a special offer just for Spawned listeners. You get a free month trial of the Great Courses Plus. And 50% off for the following two months for just $9.99 each month. Think about how much you could learn. That's a whole lot of learning for not a lot of money. <laughs> so in order to get your great discount, go to thegreatcoursesplus.com using promo code COOLMOM, all one word. So now it's time for... Cool Picks of the Week! Cool Picks of the Week! So Stacey, cool the week. I know that you're like our co-host, not really our guest, but even so, we tend to have guests go first. So I'd love to hear your cool pick of the week. Well, this is for Brooklynites in particular, but you know what? If you guys follow Cool Mom Eats on Instagram, I promise to go back many times over the summer and Ooh. capture the glory of the DeKalb Market Hall oh. at City Point in Brooklyn. It is the biggest food hall in Brooklyn. It just opened and it's insane. I am dying <laughs> to go. So much good what's stuff. Plus, Liz. there's so many people that come visit New York over the summer. Yes. Like, make your way into Brooklyn, folks. There is a lot of cool stuff here. So tell me about it, because I haven't been there. Right. So if you're visiting, or if you're one of those Manhattan people who doesn't come to Brooklyn often, it's literally right over the bridge at City Point, which is a new sort of mall center. It has an Alamo Draft House, which is a movie theater that oh, serves yeah. food. And Wonder Woman all-woman screenings. Yes, that's <laughs> right. That's right. 
and it's in the basement of this big mall and it has a Katz's Deli, which is a very, very famous Jewish deli in New York. And this is their very first outpost. It had like a make your own cupcake pop place. It had churros. So is it like kind of like a Chelsea market or like a yeah, harbor place yeah, in Baltimore? Yeah, a whole bunch of food stalls. It had like Shanghai street food and macro bowls, like from healthy to not healthy, indulgent sweets, tons of stuff for kids. And it's the kind of place, unless you go like right at lunchtime and it's packed, you know, if your kids want something from one place and you want something from another, you can totally do that. And then there are communal tables and you can all sit and taste each other's stuff. So much deliciousness. That's a great pick. Plus it's supporting like lots of little local artisanal purveyors of goodies, That's which right. is always nice. And you know we love that. Well, mine is the opposite. I'm going big brand here today. But <laughs> nice. this is such a cool idea. I can't believe someone else hasn't done it yet. So Kate just wrote up this fantastic post on Cool Mom Picks about a new subscription box for family game night. That's How smart amazing. is that? amazing. So it's by Hasbro. But what people don't realize is Hasbro makes so many games. They oh like gosh, buy so games many. right and left. So they, there's tons yep. of options. And what they do is they curate three games delivered to your door every three months. It's like about $50, but when you look at it, like one of the games came with VR headsets. Oh, that's amazing. Yeah, it's a really good value. I think it's so cool for summer or as a gift to send to the grandparents so they can stock up the closet for if the kids visit. So what's really great is they have a family crate. I love that. So that, you know, you can play with the kids or they have what they call the party crate, which is very adult. So maybe that's something you can do when the kids are away at camp. (laughs) Is it drinking games? (laughs) You know, there might be, I don't know, like Cards Against Humanity. They haven't bought that yet, but <laughs> their version of it. So anyway, it's the Hasbro Gaming Crate. Really smart. We have all the information on Cool Mom Picks, and that's my cool pick of the week. Awesome. Well, Stacy, thank you so much for joining us. I'm glad I could sit in today. I'm glad you this could be here. This was a very helpful conversation. We miss Kristen, but I love that you're like, you know when Joan Rivers used to be like the permanent <laughs> guest host? You're like our Joan Rivers. You know what? That's like the best compliment anyone has ever given me. I love Joan Rivers. <laughs> and to all of our listeners, thank you so much for joining us for another episode of Spawn. Huge thanks to our engineer, John Bowen. And hey, we love hearing from all of you. So please leave us a review on iTunes. Make sure to subscribe. In fact, you can do it right now as long as you're listening to us. And be sure to download those episodes, which means you can hear them on your commute, on the subway, anywhere you go without even having any Wi-Fi connection. Thank you so much for listening to Spawn. This is Liz. This is Stacy, And Kristen will be back next week. And until then, have a great day. 